0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown! Arkansas, oh my! Monday Morning Quarterback with Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner
1: throws, hot. and then you're the break
0: tackle, touchdown, Arkansas! with two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident, going down the middle. Oh, this Clint Sterner, he's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble, Wow. wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone, touchdown! let bring him in, Clint Sterner. That had to be a better weekend for you watching the Texans. Can you explain how the Texans, a thirteen and a half point dog, lose to the Char- went beat the Chargers by twelve? A Chargers team who's fighting for a playoff spot, and the Texans beat them like that. What in the world happened?
1: Yeah, look, they beat them wire to wire too, man. That's that's what's uh, that's what's crazy. But uh, look, they they've got a uh, both teams were were obviously just ravished with with COVID. Guys off their practice squad, not not backups, but eleven guys off their practice squad in order to 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 fill a roster to to play this game. And so, uh, but both teams were were beat up bad. And uh, this, this was uh, there's there's no look there's I'm not going to sit here trying to explain to you why the why the Texans finally played played well for four quarters. But um, I can tell you what they did. I don't know why it happened, but I, but I can tell you that they've got a young quarterback um, that's that's learning with every every snap he takes. Uh, he's been really good in flashes. It's Davis Mills. He's a third-round draft pick from out, out of uh, Stanford. Uh, he came out early because he didn't know what a COVID-19 2021 was going to look like. and uh, So he went ahead and made the decision to come out early, uh, out of college early, even though he'd only started 11 games in college at Stanford. And, um, and you know, he was forced into action early in the season and, and didn't fare too well. And, but he sat there. He's a very cerebral guy. You know, he's a... A, a big pocket passing type of quarterback and, and now that he's been thrown back into action man he he's really progressing um in a in a quick quick fashion i mean he was an early third round pick and he's playing better than every rookie out there other than um matt jones at this point and matt jones had a tough outing yesterday so they got better quarterback play they were able to run the football for the first time all year long other than the first game of the season against jacksonville they were able to run the football which obviously helped and um, I'm going to say this, I, I think the biggest takeaway nationally um, it, for me is just, I've said it from the jump, I, I think you got, you got two guys that are getting a lot of credit in the league, and rightfully so, but they're not ready to be in the conversation of, of legit Super Bowl contenders, legit top quarterbacks in this league, and that's Josh Allen and the other one's Justin Herbert. I mean, good players, great players, but when it comes to playing the quarterback position at a at a playoff, Super Bowl caliber level, uh, they leave a lot to be desired and got a long way to go. And I, I think that was, I think that was a big part of how the Texans won yesterday. Justin Herbert did not play well.
0: How about UCA's uh, Trayvon Smith? Yeah, yeah, down here,
1: down here in Houston. Yeah, he's done well, man. He returned a, a kickoff uh, last week for a touchdown. He, he, he played every defensive snap this week, I believe, and he got a he got a carry um, at the running back position this week. Uh, trying, trying to use his speed as much as they possibly can. Yeah, you look, I mean, you're talking about this is a guy that, look, the Texans, man, they, they made it a point this offseason to go out and not only they flipped their roster completely with a new GM and a new head coach and everything, they flipped their roster completely, but they made it a point to go out and find uh, either DBs or wide receivers that, that could give them depth at those positions and then also return kicks and return punts. And And Smith was one of those guys that they brought in here. And the truth of the matter is, the other guys that have been in the Texans organization as of late, DeAndre Carter, he's with the Washington Football Team. He's going to be a Pro Bowler, uh, and and then uh, Andre, uh, gosh dang it, what's his name? The kid in in um, with the Chargers right now. Anyway, he he was he was with the Texans this preseason. He was their big their big uh, one of their bigger offseason season. Um, Gets, and they ended, up having, they ended up releasing him, and he's at the Chargers now, and he's one of the top returners in the league. So the Texans really needed uh, Smith to step up big, and he's done it the last couple of weeks, that's for sure.
0: Clint, there's uh, so many times I'm sitting up in the press box, and you see a receiver breaking open, and you're thinking, oh, that's going to be a touchdown, and the quarterback throws somewhere else, and you're like, how'd he miss <laughs> that guy? You retweeted a, a, a question and an answer from Jalen Hurts. And I thought it was just the best explanation of a quarterback I've ever heard about how he missed a, an open receiver. It just really put it yeah, in perspective.
1: It, yeah, well, I mean, it, look, it's all, I always tell people it, it's a lot easier. Having played the game at a high level, it's a lot easier from my couch or from that press box you talk about than it is down there when you're actually taking the snaps and live bullets are flying. So um, when, when you and I from here see a guy bust wide open, we wonder why he didn't get the ball to that particular player. But in reality, he's got he's to process everything pre-snap and make a decision. Am I going to work the left side of the field or am I going to work the right side of the field? And, and, and Jalen Hurts just happened. The coverage dictated that he starts on the left side of the field and works through his progression. Well, the receiver on the right side of the field busted wide open because they blew the coverage to that side. There's no way for a quarterback to predict uh, that when, if and when a, a coverage is going to be blown, and, and he's got to make a decision, commit to that decision, and work that side of the field and it's just it's unfortunate that when when we you and I and all the fans at home and everybody in the press box when we see a receiver bust wide open we automatically go well, hell why didn't he get the ball to it? yeah and and I thought Jalen Hurts did a a phenomenal job of of explaining um, you know what exactly happened I know it was tough for some folks to follow because you don't know what Cover Seven is you don't know you know what these different coverages numbers that he's throwing around are but ultimately it, it was I mean it was a great explanation and and i think guys you know we saw deshaun watson with uh, a couple of years back did a similar thing he got they lost the texans lost the ball game and one of the one of the reporters asked him up you know i'm a, a pretty pretty tough question but being pretty critical of a throw he made or something well he went into explaining the coverage and and who the mike backer was and all this i, I wish quarterbacks would do that stuff more often man. that's it, it really, to, to you and I, for me anyway, in, in the media now, I don't want to speak to the U.S., but it really reminds me of when I'm sitting in the press box, somebody's talking about how terrible a quarterback's playing. I just kind of sit back and bite my tongue because okay. I know it's not always, that's not always the case. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it was good to see, man, for sure.
0: You know, I, I'm watching the Cowboys last night play against the, the Washington football team and Poor Heineke. I mean, the pressure that Dallas is generating right now with the, the, the healthy defensive line, and I think they're playing eight, nine, ten guys on that defensive line. They're fresh, and they got one thing in mind, and that's to get to the ball. And when the quarterback's just getting hit time after time after time, even sometimes when there's not you know there's a pocket there, you're like clock's ticking. I got to go. I got to get rid of this thing, or I got to get out yeah. of the pocket. Yeah. Pressure means so much, man. In, in, in the NFL, in college, every game, if you can get pressure on that quarterback, it's just the difference in the game. It makes your defense, your DBs, so much better.
1: Yeah, you know Wes, it's crazy because if you, you're right, I mean the Cowboys' defense is playing unbelievable right now. They are absolutely lights out. I mean, they're one of the best teams in, in the league. Obviously, when they're clicking, it's just unfortunate that they they get in their own way a lot of the times. I, I think if they can figure things out over the last couple of weeks of the season, they, they they legit, you know, they they could potentially push for a Super Bowl, like legit, not just not just well, they're a talented group. And no, I'm talking about if when they're clicking, they're going to be tough to beat for anybody. I don't care how strong that, the NFC is. I don't care how good Aaron Rodgers is or or how good Tam, uh, Tom Brady is. When that when that group's clicking, they're going to be tough to beat. But uh, to your point, uh, this is, that's why we talk about pressure. Like, if I were coaching, like the one thing that I would make sure, like I would be a hundred. I mean, I would be embarrassed if now if you're just outmanned like Washington was last night. It, then it's just, I mean, there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot you can do. I mean, there's there, there's really not. You don't you don't have guys that can win outside of the the, the core, and you tried to you tried to get the ball to him early, and Diggs picked it. I mean, there, there's just. You may, hit, you may hit a shot every now and then, but, man, you really just don't have much of a chance. And they were completely overwhelmed with the situation. But but to, to, to your point of pressure, pressure is so it, – it's it's such a double-edged sword, right? If, if you can apply pressure and, and you realize early that the offense has no answer, then, then a defensive coordinator just continues hmm. to ratchet up the pressure and gets real creative with how they pressure and when they pressure and, and basically – they're dictating the entire game and that's what you saw last night so i don't even know what the final story is though because i turned it off but um what was it 52 to 14 or something like that so 56 50 to 14
0: yeah 56 14. cool
1: 56 to 14 well you' don't see that very often in the league but um you, you know that it's such a double-edged sword where if i were if i were coaching one of the one of the main emphasis from jump would be what are my answers going to be for pressure do I have the personnel to win one-on-one battles? If I've got Anthony Lucas out wide, I dare you to pressure me because I'm a, I'm just going to torch you, and it's not going to be a first down. It's going to be a touchdown, right? If I don't have Anthony Lucas, then okay, now how do I scheme up different quick pick routes, things of that nature, to get not just first downs but but explosive plays? And if you don't have those things, well, you have no chance. And I don't know if Washington had him last night and just wasn't able to execute him because they were completely outmanned. But, but there's nothing worse than watching a football game and a team not having answers for pressure. We watched the Miami Dolphins this year. They did it to the, the Texans one week, and they turned around the next week and did it to Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens. And when you're in the NFL and you don't have answers for pressure, boy, you, good luck because they're going to heat you up consistently. It's just you, you can't – if you don't have answers, if you don't have a plan, you don't have a chance.
0: Hey, help me with the uh, Cleveland Browns.
1: Yeah, huh. Well, hey. they they need to move on from Baker.
0: Well, that's what I want, but I don't get why they don't run the ball more. When when you run for what'd you say, Christian, two hundred yards against the Packers? I mean, on twenty five it was twenty five carries, carries two hundred nineteen yards. It should have been forty carries for three hundred yards. I, I don't get it, and I've seen some games where they've been forced to just run the ball with injuries to their wide receiver, and, and they were gr- really good at it. It's like yeah. if they would just commit to running the ball, I think they'd be a better team.
1: Well, when when the alternative is Baker, throwing picks left and right. You're you're right, West. You know what I mean. But ideally, ideally, if here's the problem is they're really they're, they're really good at running the football. But the and and they would be a Super Bowl contender if their quarterback di- didn't take so much risk with the football. I mean, really, he has the simp- the most simple job. I shouldn't say simple. The the most least difficult job in in the NFL. I mean. His deal is, literally, the most important thing he does is at the line of scrimmage, okay, we're going to run it left or we're going to run it right. According to what the defense is showing you, is the safety down in the box, is the nose shaded one direction or the other, is three techniques to your right or your left, and and those are all indicators of which way you want to run certain concepts in the run game. Number one, that's his job. Get him in the right run. Get him in the best run because your run game is such a big part of what you're doing. and It's so powerful. If you go from a good run to a great run, it's a touchdown right so number one that's your job number two don't be the reason that the team loses the game right i mean that that don't they don't need you to be uber aggressive and he does it when the situation doesn't even dictate it like if it's fourth quarter five minutes left in the game and you're down 14 hey you got to drop back and take some risk with the football but he does it consistently when in reality that's exactly what they need him not to do it's not it's one thing for a Pat Mahomes or a Dak Prescott or, or some of these guys to be aggressive, because that's their style of playing ball. Um, whether we agree with it or not, that's the way that they play the ball. That's where they coach again. The where they plan. I mean, the one thing Baker has to do is literally. When when the right play, when the perfect play get him in the right run, when the perfect pass play is, is called against the perfect defense and it's a throw in the ocean, whether it's down the field or short, make an accurate throw. And number three, if if you do, if you are in an obvious passing situation and it's not there, check the football down. And he would be a forty million dollar a year guy. I mean it's that it really is the game is a very, very difficult game and I'll never I'll never oversimplify it. But for Baker, it is as simple as that. I mean, it's the most quarterback friendly system you're going to play in in the league. And, and, and he is going to somehow, he's going to somehow screw that up. He could be a $40 million check down Charlie if he would just do it. But that gunslinger that was at Oklahoma, that gunslinger that was raised up in that air raid, out yeah. going forward on fourth down and slinging the football into tight windows all the time, it, it's biting him in the tail once again.
0: All right, let's go from one struggling quarterback to uh, one that's not struggling in that same division, Joe Burrow. How about the day he had? 37 to 46, 525 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, Burrow yesterday was freaking lights out.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was reading up on it this morning, and um, the, the, the interesting part about that was in the fourth quarter, they're still dialing up uh, bombs, and they got a 20 point lead. And so they clearly were trying to put up a, you know, he, he broke, I think it was Boomer and Franchise Cincinnati Bengals franchise passing record. Uh, I think there's only been three quarterbacks in the NFL throw for more yards than what he threw for yesterday in a single game. And so, um, I mean, he obviously was lights out. But the fact that they were dialing it up late, um, trying to extend that lead on Baltimore, it seemed like they were either chasing that record or they were trying to make a statement versus a a division opponent. Look, I I think I think the two hottest teams, um, the two teams in the AFC, guys that are. Uh, I think the biggest threats right now um, to to the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, the Chiefs are are uh, you know they mm-hmm. they have quietly kind of snuck back into the lead in the AFC and snuck back into that. Well, they're still a pretty damn good football team. Look out for them. And over the last couple of weeks, they have just turned into, hey, we are who you thought we were. We're the Kansas City Chiefs. Come chase us if you want to. I think the two teams right now that are the biggest threats are the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow that you just that you just mentioned. Because I think they have the firepower to keep up with them in a game, and then the the second one is the Indianapolis Colts. I think those two those those two football teams in the AFC are playing such good football right now. With some of the others going the wrong direction, I think those are the two those are the two teams that are the biggest threat to them.
0: Man, I'm I'm so glad you said that because I watched the Colts. I was like, man, this team looks good right now. They're they're running the ball. Uh, that that plays well in the playoffs. That 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 could play well against the Chiefs. Yeah, they, cool. their defense is stout. I'm I'm sold on the on the Colts and, and I was I was hoping you were going to say the Colts is that second team.
1: Well, Wes, the, I mean the thing with the Colts, man, is is like Cars they're, they're gonna go as Carson yep. Wentz goes. And, and and that's obviously a a football one oh one statement, right? It's, you're only gonna go as far as your quarterback takes you. But but literally you, you get Wentz has got a little bit of that Baker in him. Not not to the extent that Baker will just make you want to cut him on the spot, but but Wince, I mean, he just misses throws that you that you just can't miss, and and then he'll he'll hold the football in situations where you know like the, just the old hey when you get in the red zone we can't have penalties you can't have turnovers and you can't have sacks right you're mm-hmm. in field goal range right he'll he'll drop back and take a sack for a 15 yard loss <laughs> on third down yeah. and, and yeah. kick you completely out of out of field goal range and so you just sit there and you go what, you can't you know those kind of things get you beat in the playoffs and. You know, same thing. Dak, it's, it's, it's the Dak syndrome too. Dak and the Cowboys will do it too. Kellen Moore loves doing it, loves dialing up those plays, and taking that risk. But but, Wentz will do those things, and if he can just limit those kinds of mistakes, I think Indy's got a real chance. It, it's it's crazy how two things, right? We're living in a day and age where everybody wants to throw the football fifty times, and everybody wants a quarterback playing off platform and and throwing, you know, changing arm slots and all that job, right? And in reality. What's going to happen is you're going to go come down the stretch here, and the majority of the teams, obviously Kansas City's an outlier, but the, the majority of the football teams that you're going to see in the playoffs and, and that are competitive, they're going to be balanced football teams, and they're going to have quarterbacks that play on time and on schedule.
0: And they have and, a really good defense.
1: We, oh yeah, they play good defense. Mm-hmm. All, all the football one oh one things that 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 we've we heard our whole life, Wes, that you and I were playing when we were little, right? <laughs> if you run the football and stop the run, then you can win. If you play good defense, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. We're living in this football world where so much is changing. But ultimately if you look at who the best players are and the best teams are, again, Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are an outlier. I mean his arm talent's freakish and the the risk they the risk they take and how much they win completely is is off kilter. But if you look at every other team in the NFL, um, I mean, they just do, they they run it well, they play good defense, their quarterback stays on time and on schedule from the pocket. Um, He distributes the football accurately. Um, I mean, it's just, it's about getting completions and not turning the football over. When we come down to it, man, 99% of the teams that are going to be in the mix are those kind of football teams.
0: Before we let you go, I got to ask you about the Razorbacks. What would you be your vi- advice for a, a KJ? Uh, let's see, losing Traylon Burks. Let's say you lost Anthony Lucas. What do you do? You know, what's how do you recover from that and and find that next go-to guy? Well,
1: I I don't think you you can't you can't um, you know pick one guy out and, and just and say that's going to be my guy. I think it's, Wes, you hit the nail on the head. I think it was two weeks ago when you and I were talking, we were talking about what do they do in in bowl practice and. I went through all this BS that I was saying, and you said, well, Clint, how about just working with your receivers because Traylon Burks is gone? And that's 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 what he has to do. I mean, it's, there's, there's no substitution for refs. I was telling you earlier about that young quarterback, Davis Mills, down here in, in Houston. The most impressive thing that he's done is, you know, yesterday throwing to two other – he's got a rookie tight end that, that was a, a fifth-round draft pick, I believe, and a rookie wide receiver a the third-round draft pick. One out of Miami, one out of Michigan. And they're both really good players. But yesterday several times throughout that game, there was there were like you know, the receiver would settle in a zone and the quarter and the quarterback Davis Mills would see it, and it was an easy taking candy from a baby type of throw, just right there in front of you for a third down conversion. You know, that's the kind of chemistry that you don't build because you want to. You build it because you work you work to it. And and that's throwing routes on air, that's getting in the meeting room. And so I, I would what I, if I was KJ, what I would do is I would get guys on the practice field as much as I possibly can, and I'm not talking about when the coaches are saying, "Hey, we got to have our helmets on, and we got to practice." Mm-hmm. I'm talking about before, or after. I'm talking about on days when nobody's up there, because um, really, bowl bull prep leading up to the the week of bowl prep is a lot of young kids get, getting work, and and they're getting the bulk of it. I mean, I, I would make it a point to keep my guys after, and it's just throw just throw routes on air. Mm-hmm. and. You, he'll be able to tell real quick um, uh, when there's when there's really really good chemistry. Sometimes it's frustrating because you got a really good receiver and you just don't have that chemistry, and you're always just a step behind or a step high or a step late. But boy, when you find one that you do have great chemistry with, man, you you can do a lot. And so he, he's got he's got to go out there and do what you said two weeks ago, man. Is just throw until until his arm falls off this off season, literally with his guys to figure out which one of these guys are gonna are gonna be the, the the one with the best chemistry that he can rely on in, in crunch time.
0: Clint, gotta go. Great stuff. Happy New Year.
1: All right fellas. Y'all, y'all be good, man. Go home.
0: Clint Sterner with us on the brand of moving and storage hotline. We gotta take a break when we come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. You're in the zone.